Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I am really excited because today I'm going to be talking about a topic that I've never talked about publicly before, Uh, at least not to the extent that I will be in this episode. And I think it's really, 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 really important. And that topic is love and dating and partnership and how that relates to manifestation and law of attraction because it's deeply connected right? Because manifestation, love, attraction, it's deeply connected to everything. It's universal law. We can't avoid it. It's happening at all times. So of course it can be applied to love and partnership and dating. And I've recently realized I, you know, surveyed a lot of you who are on my email list and I asked you what you most wanted to manifest and what you struggled with the most. And the top two were money and love. And I talk about money a lot and I'm going to make sure that I create even more content about money for all of you, but I decided it's time to talk about love because the reason I have not really gone into detail on this topic is because it felt really personal for me. I've been on my own dating journey for a few years and in the past six months specifically, I've started to apply my own manifestation practices to dating and it's been working. (laughs) It really has. And I've had so many realizations and so many breakthroughs. And I've started to see this happen in my students as well. I've seen my students manifesting partnerships and, and manifesting confidence in the dating world and manifesting deeper relationships with their partners through these practices. So I'm going to start sharing them. And I've decided, you know what, like, this is really the only part of my life that I haven't completely opened up about. So it's about time. It's about damn time, you guys. I am just going to give you everything. I am no longer going to hold any more huge parts of my life back. Obviously, a lot of parts of my life are just for me and are sacred and don't need to be shared publicly, but dating is a huge part of my life right now. And so I want to share it because I've now realized how many of you are in similar situations and truly just want to manifest connections with people. And you know, it's a basic human need. And I think so many of us, I, I've realized so many of you have come to me saying, you know, I know this is silly, but I really want to manifest a partner or, you know, this might sound stupid, but I just, I just want my partner to love me more, or I just want them to dote on me. It always starts out with this might be silly. And a lot of us, especially women, but not just women, We grow up with this shame around wanting a man or a partner, whether that's a man or not, because we grow up in the society that says independence and you're strong and you don't need anyone. And that's true. We don't need anyone, but it's okay to want someone. That's okay. 
And that's the first step in manifestation. If you're judging yourself, you're guilting yourself for your own desires, your own wants. You're creating massive resistance and therefore blocking what you need. If you feel guilty for wanting your partner or your husband or your wife to dote on you more, to speak words of affirmation to you, if your greatest desire is to attract a soulmate partnership or just to go on dating experiences where men truly give you attention and prioritize you and show you that you're wanted, if it's just to be able to feel confident in the dating world or to attract dates, whatever it is, that desire is sacred. It is okay. You are worthy of being loved and it's a human necessity. We all have this innate need and desire to be loved. And of course, we all know if you want to be loved by someone else, you have to love yourself. But no one ever tells us how to do that. It's easy to say, oh yeah, like I love myself. I do bubble baths. I buy myself flowers and that's amazing. But if you have judgment of your past selves, guilt around any decisions you've made, if there's parts of yourself that you're scared to show people, if you're hiding under a mask, under a facade, if you can't be yourself, if you have fear around the way you show up, if there's parts of yourself that you can't even think about without feeling shameful, whether that's physical parts of yourself or memories, all of this adds up to self-resentment that's truly what it is and a lot of it can be highly subconscious but you know loving yourself is so much more than buying yourself flowers I think that's important too and we should all be buying ourselves flowers but truly loving yourself means loving and accepting and being willing to see and look at openly every single part of you every single past action you've ever taken where you are in your life right now what your body looks and feels like right now, everything. And that is so much easier said than done. So I want to dive into a little bit first, you know, why we attract people, because this is really important to understand. This is the basis of all manifestation, whether it's in terms of manifesting just soul friendships or soul relationships or partnerships, manifesting any person. I want to talk about this because I think this isn't very highly talked about. Everyone wants to know, how do I manifest a specific person? And I'll touch on this. You know, how do I manifest my ex back? Or how do I manifest this person back into my life? Or I have a crush on this person. How do I manifest them? How do I get them to text me? And that's all great and whatever. But if you don't even understand why you attracted the people you've already attracted, you're not going to attract the kinds of people that you actually want. You're going to keep attracting the same kinds of people over and over and over until you understand why you attracted those people in the first place and therefore learn from that, adjust. Because remember, if you've listened to my podcast in the past, you know that your physical life is feedback based on your inner world, based on what's going inside, what's going on deeply inside of you. A lot of it on a subconscious level. Our subconscious is creating 95% of our reality right? Only 5% of our reality is something that we've consciously created. So we need to look back in and understand and realize that the people we've attracted are a direct reflection of typically the subconscious parts of us that we aren't consciously aware of. So when you're able to look at those people and say, okay, what were the patterns here? 
Why was this attracted? Then we can do that healing, make those adjustments, and therefore learn to attract the kinds of people that we actually want in our lives. This is essential, essential. And so many people don't want to do this. They don't want to look at their past relationships. They don't want to look at the things that were quote unquote failures. And once again, I could talk on three more hours on failure and what that word truly means. But this is not the episode for that. So why do we attract the people that we attract into our lives? You know, at first, I want to make a quick note here and say that I am not a relationship coach. I am not a relationship expert. However, I know what's worked in my life. And that is what I'm going to continue to share with you. And I want to be so upfront and honest and let you know that even though, no, I don't consider myself a relationship coach and I would never say that I am. I'm not going to hold back what I know works. And once again, this is a huge topic I could dive into on waiting to consider yourself an expert before sharing what would help other people. So just want to put that out there and let you know that I am simply sharing what I have experienced and observed in my life and the lives of others around me and those that I work with and what I have seen through trial and error and through learning from others as well, you know, what actually works. So, all right. Back to the topic of why do we attract the people that we attract? So every single person that you attract into your life is attracted for a reason. Remember, we can only manifest or attract what is a vibrational match for us. And you might be saying, well, that's great, but why did I attract this person? Like they suck, right? They are so judgmental and they never say nice things to me and they're always putting me down and they don't support me. And why would I attract them? That's not a vibrational match for me. I love myself. Or this person parties all the time. I don't like that. That's not a part of my life. Why did I attract that? Well, remember, our reality is 90 to 95% created by our subconscious mind, not our conscious mind. So if you've attracted someone, there's a vibration within you somewhere that is a vibrational match for something within them. And oftentimes, it's going to be a vibrational match for something within us that needs healing. You're going to continue to attract people who are a match for the unhealed parts of yourself until you heal them over and over and over. You're going to continue to attract people who are a match for the parts of you that you have repressed, you have judged, you are unwilling to face. I call this our shadow, right? The parts of our shadow and our shadow self isn't bad, but as long as we think it is and we judge it and we repress it and we push it away or we don't allow ourselves to love it and heal it and accept it, we're going to attract people who are a match for that, who can reflect back to us the unhealed parts of us that exist deep down within our subconscious. And this happens so that we have the opportunity to see them and to heal them because when we're able to see this in others and still see their highest selves, see their soul, see the divine love in them and know that these parts of them that we're judging, that's not truly who they are, At the same time, we're also forgiving and loving ourselves. So these people come to help us heal. So if you want to attract someone who is a vibrational match for the parts of you that you actually desire to be with, you have to accept and love and be willing to see and heal the parts of you that you don't want to look at. So yeah, the person that you attracted that drank all the time, do you judge the part of you, maybe the 21-year-old version of you who drank all the time? Or maybe the version of you who, maybe it's not alcohol, maybe it's just the version of you who 
is always giving into distractions or the past version of you who used to always give into distractions because this isn't just our current self. Time is not linear. Our brain, like on earth, us humans, we see time as linear because our brains honestly cannot even fathom time not being linear. So you don't need to totally understand or be able to grasp the concept of time not being linear but it's not. Universal time doesn't exist in a timeline. The past, present, and future all exist. And like if you pushed and squeezed that timeline together into a tiny dot, like it's all happening in that tiny dot right now, which means your past self and your future self are all here in this moment with you, which means when you judge any part of your identity, even if it's not existing right now and what you realize as a present moment, you are still creating that frequency you're still judging that past version of you who is existing right now. Therefore, you're going to attract people who are a match for that part of you that you're judging. And, you know, let's say you've attracted someone who is not nice or doesn't support you or is always putting you down or just isn't giving you the loving words of affirmation you desire. Well, do you give them to yourself? Are you more in alignment with the voice in your head that's judging you? Or are you more in alignment with the voice in your head that's supporting you? What about the voice in your head that speaks to the past version of you or speaks to where you are now? Do you judge yourself for where you are right now in your life? Like there's so much to look at in terms of what we're attracting and why. So for example, in my life, let's see, when I was in Bali, I was dating a lot. I was manifesting dates and I was going through a really deep healing process. And honestly, dating helped me to accelerate my healing process because I looked at every single person as a mirror, no matter how painful it was and that accelerated my growth and therefore now I'm attracting different kinds of people I'm attracting people who are more similar to the type of person I desire to be with because I've slowly started to accept and heal the parts of me that I was repressing and judging and unwilling to look at so for example this is kind of part of the example I gave earlier you know I attracted someone who we had an amazing connection, an amazing connection, but he was drinking all the time. And it was his voice in my head was like, oh, if only he didn't drink, this would just be perfect. You know, maybe I can change it. Maybe he'll just stop drinking. And then I was like, you know, wait, first of all, I'm judging him for what he's experiencing in his life right now. Second, it's not my job to heal anyone. It's my job to heal myself. And when I heal myself, I allow others to heal as well. So how is this an opportunity for me to heal? And while I no longer drink a lot, there was a past version of me who was 22 years old, 23 years old, who drank all the time. She drank to create fulfillment in her life. She drank because she wasn't happy. She drank because she wanted attention from men. She drank because she was insecure. She drank because she had no confidence. And when she drank alcohol, she felt more confident. And I constantly put her down. Like, I can't believe she did that. That was so stupid. Couldn't she see how bad that was for her? I've never fully forgiven her for making the decisions that she made. I've never fully sent her love or allowed her to just be the person she is. Because what you have to understand is every single person is doing their absolute best with the mindset, with the belief system that they currently have. Everyone's doing the best they can. And everyone has a different belief system. Everyone had different experiences growing up. Everyone had different energies around them. Our experiences and our beliefs that we hold on to from those experiences shape who we are and how we show up. 
So when you judge someone else, you're also judging yourself. Because truly, why can't we just allow every single person to just be who they are? Allow every single person to to follow their own healing journey. And if that journey doesn't align with yours, then that's fine. But it's not our job to fix anyone. And so I looked at this situation and I realized this was just me judging myself. He was reflecting back to me, the version of me that I had not yet forgiven. That I was still terrified to face. That I was still totally ashamed of. That I didn't even want to talk about or share with people. So I dove into that, straight into that. And I did some really intense healing and forgiveness work and cord cutting with myself. And these are practices that I share a lot in my academy because these are really deep practices. And after I did that, he disappeared from my life. So we went on a few dates, we had an amazing time. And then he like literally, I don't know, just dropped off the face of the earth. And it wasn't, you know, a negative ending. It was just kind of, it just disappeared. And I truly understand now that the reason I attracted him was to help me heal. He was just a reflection of my past self. And when I forgave myself and when I was no longer ashamed of myself and when I truly unconditionally loved myself, he was no longer a vibrational match for me. And that's it. That's all there is to it. When someone leaves your life, you have to understand that the universe hears and sees things that you don't. The universe hears conversations that you don't. The universe hears thoughts that you don't. The universe knows intentions that you don't. The universe knows all potential futures that you don't. So when someone leaves my life, I trust it and I know it's for the best. Even if I still have feelings, even if I want to be with them, I know that what I want isn't always what I need. Because if you think, think about, you know, five years ago, if you could have had anyone in one moment, snap your fingers, have any of your exes back, who would it have been? If you could have just right then, now, right now, would you still be happy if you were with that person, right? The things that we wanted in people five years ago, the people that we would have done anything for aren't the same as now. They probably wouldn't still be making you as happy as you thought they would. So it's the same thing. You have to trust that the universe knows best and understand that whoever's a vibrational match will show up. But when you attract someone, it doesn't automatically mean that they are meant to be your forever, that they're meant to be your soulmate in this life. Well, we also need to talk about, well, what is a soulmate? Because I believe that we have many soulmates. Our soul creates contracts with people before we incarnate. People who are here to help us learn lessons. For example, this guy that I dated, he was here to help me learn forgiveness of myself and to clear judgment of others who were in similar spots as my past self. And I helped him a lot. I helped him learn a lot of lessons. I taught him about spirituality and authenticity and opening up to this entire world that he was closed off to. So I helped his soul evolve and he helped my soul evolve. And when that was over, we were no longer serving each other's growth. So it dropped off and that's totally okay. So relationships are all here to serve our growth. And when they no longer serve our growth, they go away. So... Would I say this guy that I dated for just a couple weeks was a soulmate? Yeah, I believe that I had a soul contract with them. He was a soul mate. My soul and his soul decided in advance for us to come together to help each other evolve and to help each other heal and learn. So I think we all have many, many soulmates and the definition of soulmate differs for each person. But for me, it's whatever other soul that my soul has decided that I should meet up with. For however long, whether it's one hour or 10 years or an entire lifetime, 
but each connection means something. No matter how long it lasts, each connection means something, period. Nothing is meaningless. You don't just connect with someone for no reason. So you always want to ask yourself, what is there here to learn? What is the lesson here? How can I grow and evolve? And when that relationship no longer serves your growth or there is no longer a lesson to be learned, it's just going to go away. And that's totally, totally, totally fine. So it's really important to realize that, you know, this is a question I get a lot is this guy showed up in my life or this girl or whoever, and I'm getting all these signs that this is just meant to be. I'm seeing my sign from the universe and angel numbers, and they're saying all the right things. And it just feels so right. But then I don't know what happened. They just disappeared. So why was the universe sending me all these signs if it wasn't actually right? It was actually a failure. So relationships that are in alignment don't mean that you're going to be with them forever. The universe doesn't just send us people who are in alignment because we're meant to be with them forever. And yeah, if you're receiving signs that something is in alignment and it feels really good for you, I mean, the universe doesn't have the same goals that you do. The universe's goal is not for you to meet just one person that you spend forever with. I mean, if that is your intention, then yes, you will. You can manifest that. Absolutely. And there is a soul out there waiting for you who you have contracted with to spend forever with. However, sometimes we need to meet people along the way to get us ready for that person. We need to learn lessons. We need to heal more so that we we can become a vibrational match for that forever person. So yeah, that person that just showed up that you dated for two weeks or three months and then they disappeared and you don't know why the universe put you through this and guided you down this path. It's because that person was helping you to become and evolve into the person you need to be so that the right person can show up so that you can attract that person into your life. So some other examples from my life, I think I might've shared this one on a previous episode, but another guy I dated in Bali, we, I went on a date and he's an author and I'm always writing. I have goals to write multiple books. And after our first date, he was like, okay, so I want to go on a second date with you, but we're not going on a date until you've written five pages of your book. (laughs) And so I go home and literally spent the whole next day writing my book. And then we went on a second date and he kept encouraging me to write my book. And once again, this guy kind of dropped off after a while. We were like on and off and um, it just didn't work out in the long run. We weren't meant for each other and that's fine. But he helped me to get my book started. He gave me that motivation. Like the universe sent him into my life to show me that I had the potential to be an author. He was an author and he gave me that inspiration and I helped him evolve in other ways as well, right? He gifted me this, the confidence I needed in myself to begin writing my book. And that is a lesson that I so greatly needed. So just another example of why someone comes into our lives. It could be something like that, something so small, or maybe it's deeper. Each person comes with many, many, many lessons, and some of them aren't even conscious ones that we realize. So I think it's really important to even make a list of everyone you've been with. And what are the lessons you learned that maybe you didn't realize or still need to learn? How are they a reflection for you? And at the same time, when we still hold this emotional attachment to past relationships, we once again block ourselves from future relationships. We create massive resistance. So it's really important to do cord cutting work and deep forgiveness. And that starts with the understanding that it was all 
meant to be and that there were lessons to be learned and no matter how negative it may have seemed, it was here to help you grow. So now I'll talk a little bit more about calling a partner in or manifesting dates or just manifesting, you know, partnership in general and something I've been calling in and I've been cultivating some manifestation techniques for this and it's been working. Um, One thing I did was I did my deep forgiveness practice and I used one of my manifestation techniques that I will be sharing in my academy, but a big part of this was the deep forgiveness work and I started to watch videos of myself from a time when I was judging myself and I started sending her love and light and truly forgiving her and loving her and thanking her for creating the building blocks for where I am now and understanding that she was doing the best that she could. And literally two days later after doing this and doing some manifestation practices that I've been cultivating and practicing and trial and erroring with, I had someone reach out to me who I had a huge crush on in my past uh, about a year or two ago and timing never worked out. Um, just, it just never worked out. And they reached out. We started talking literally within a few days had like talked on the phone and within a week they'd booked a flight to come visit me. And I was manifesting a romantic getaway at a certain location at this resort which is right by where I'm staying it's gorgeous and of course that's how the universe works it just (laughs) that is the location and the thing about scenarios like this that show up I mean it still blows me away that things like this happen and there's specific scenarios that I've literally scripted and journaled specifically on using my journaling practices that have literally happened and it's insane and the reason why I'm able to manifest specific scenarios and specific locations and and it happens so quickly is because I've done the inner work and I've done the healing and I know how to look at each relationship even my friendships and family relationships and grow from them and heal from them and every single person I spend time with whether it's a week or 10 years I learn lessons and I try to evolve myself. Therefore, every single time I attract someone new, it becomes a better and better experience. So I could just give you a, you know, three-step journal practice to manifest the love of your life. And that's great, but that's probably not going to help you because everyone can do that. But that's not going to work unless you've done all of the other healing. Because yeah, that may attract someone, but is it actually going to be the person that you desire? Probably not. Unless you've done that inner work. And that's why it's so essential to learn to look at your relationships and see what they actually mean. And if you're in a partnership, remember every single relationship is a reflection of you. When you're angry at your partner, when you're judging your partner, you're also judging yourself. You're projecting something within you onto them and therefore judging it. Because we don't like to look within ourselves, so the universe sends us people who will reflect back what's already in us. And then we get mad at it because we don't like it. We don't like that part of ourselves. We've been pushing it away. And so when it's reflected back to us, we still don't like it. And then we get angry at the other person for reflecting back the parts of us that we don't like because it triggers us. And then it starts this toxic cycle of blame. 
So how can we come from a conscious place and look at things through that lens? Realize everyone's doing their best. And another aspect that's really important is communication. And this is important in partnerships or in dating. And this is another question I've been getting a lot. How do I become confident in dating or in my relationship? Because open communication, I mean, how can you expect someone to give you words of affirmation if you haven't told them that you desire that? That is often the biggest problem is the other person doesn't know. We all have different love languages. And if someone has a different love language than you, the way they show their love may be through spending quality time, but you want to receive love and know that you're loved by receiving words of affirmation. And so there's a disconnect and it's not that they don't love you, but they don't know how to love you in a way that you desire. And if we don't communicate that, we can't just expect someone to magically know. And that creates a huge disconnect in a lot of relationships is the lack of just knowing how to fulfill the other person's needs because we don't speak our needs. Why don't we speak our needs? We are terrified of rejection. We're terrified of not receiving our needs or of our needs being rejected. And this is whether you've been in a relationship for a year or 10 years or you're just dating someone on a first date. So we need to learn to work through this fear of rejection. And where does this come from? It comes from the belief that we're unlovable. If we hold this belief on a subconscious level that I'm unlovable, we want to do anything we can to prove to ourselves that we're lovable. No one wants to be unlovable. Therefore, we go on date after date or relationship after relationship. And we put on this facade. We try to show up as a person we think is worthy of receiving love. So we aren't completely ourselves. We feel like there's kind of like a wall we can't break through. We're trying to say the right things. We're trying to show up the right way. We're wearing the right clothes, trying to make sure our makeup looks perfect or our hair slicked back. We want to make sure we don't laugh too loud. And we're worried that if we share this opinion, they're going to think we're crazy. Or if we speak our desires and our needs, they're going to think we're, we're crazy and reject us. And if we get rejected, it's going to confirm our belief that we're unlovable or so we think. And that is our worst fear. So we do whatever we can to protect ourselves from that belief, but it doesn't work because even if we're loved, we're being loved by someone that we truly are not. So we're not actually being loved. We're still confirming our belief that we're unlovable because we're showing up as someone that we are not truly at a core level. Therefore, when we're being loved, it's still not ourselves that is being loved. It's the version of us that we are showing up as. So if you want to prove to yourself that you are lovable, you need to be able to show up as your authentic self. And that means moving through fear of rejection. Because what happens when someone rejects you when you communicate your desires, your needs, or you share your crazy opinions, or you laugh too loud, or you wear something silly, or you talk about aliens? What happens if someone rejects you? Someone saying no to you is you saying yes to yourself. Like this is the point of dating. To sort through and see who works for you and who doesn't. When someone says no, that is amazing. It means you are no longer wasting your energy on someone who is not a perfect match for you. Because when you waste energy on someone who is not a perfect match for you, maybe they're a match for the version of you that you're putting up, showing up as. You're therefore meeting that vibration and blocking whoever is actually a vibrational match for the authenticity, the authentic parts of you. You're blocking them from being attracted to you because you're matching the vibration of something that isn't truly you authentically. For this reason, like on dates, I always will bring up, like, 
I always joke about this, but it's not really a joke. On dates, I always start talking about aliens. I ask them if they believe in aliens or something along the lines, and it's like this filter. Because if you don't believe in aliens and you don't want to talk about aliens with me, then, well, we're probably not going to work out. (laughs) And if you want to end things because you think I'm crazy because I want to talk about dragons and aliens and manifestation, then amazing. You know, all the best to you, all the love, but this isn't going to work out. And it's better to sort and figure that out right away. And we're so terrified of receiving no's and rejections because we give meaning to this no or this rejection, right? We usually give a rejection the meaning that, oh gosh, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough because they rejected me, but we can give it a different meaning. What if we gave it the meaning that a no to right now is a yes to my soulmate. Every time I hear a no, I'm one step closer to meeting my actual soulmate. And every time I act like someone I'm not to hear a yes, I'm taking one step further away, if not 10 steps further away from my soulmate, from that person I'm meant to be with. Or if you're in a relationship, you're taking 10 steps away from that true authentic connection that you so deeply desire. So if you fear being yourself, or you feel like you can't be yourself, or you have no confidence in the dating world, ask yourself, what is it that I'm actually afraid of? Am I afraid of being rejected? Am I afraid of not being good enough? Am I afraid of not being seen? Am I afraid of being judged? Where, what is the actual root of that fear? Where does that fear come from? In what way is that fear protecting you? Because as long as we have a fear of rejection, we'll never allow ourselves to be vulnerable. And in all, in all honesty, every single person has the same fears. Everyone is afraid of being seen. Everyone is afraid of not being truly loved and truly held. Everyone is afraid at some level of being rejected. And so we all put up walls in different ways. And so therefore, we're all dating and interacting through each other's walls, through each other's masks and facades. What if we allowed ourselves to actually show up as ourselves and be deeply vulnerable? What if you told someone you love them in week one or week two? What if you told someone that you wanted to be exclusive? What if you told someone that you wanted kids? What if you told someone that you needed more? Why don't we speak our truth? Because we're afraid it's going to push someone away. But you know what? If your truth pushes someone away, that is a great thing because they were not the one. If someone is quote unquote, the one, they're going to love you even more deeply when you speak your truth. So we're afraid of pushing people away by being vulnerable. When in reality, if we push them away, that's exactly what we need. Do you actually want to be with someone who wouldn't want to be with you because you spoke your truth or because you showed your true personality? I hope not. That's not going to lead to fulfillment. Manifestation is all about authenticity. And the thing in the dating world is if we can't truly show up authentically and vulnerably, then we're going to attract others who have those same vibrational patterns. And we're not going to manifest deep, authentic relationships. And being vulnerable is hard. It really is. Because we are taught that vulnerability is weakness and we are taught that being vulnerable is not safe because maybe you had experiences as a child where you were your authentic self and you were made fun of, or maybe someone didn't love you because of it. Maybe someone laughed at you. Maybe your parents told you not to act like that. And so now as adults, we have this subconscious belief that it's not safe to be our authentic selves. It's not safe to be vulnerable. 
And the only way to break through those beliefs is to prove them wrong by taking action and saying to yourself, vulnerability is scary. It's scary to communicate. It's scary to speak my truth when I know it might come with rejection. But I'm going to do it anyway. Because I know that fulfillment is not created or manifested from within my comfort zone. And I know that whatever is most terrifying is going to provide the most growth for me. So if you have this fear of being yourself and you feel like you can't be yourself in your dating, you have no confidence, I highly recommend go on a few dates with no pressure and practice totally being yourself. Pick a topic you want to talk about that you would normally be afraid to talk about and bring it up. Wear something you wouldn't normally wear. Wear less makeup than you would normally wear or wear that crazy lipstick color. Do something that you wouldn't normally do and just show up confidently and be yourself. And I think another problem is you put so much expectation on experiences. But when you detach your worth from an experience, there's no longer pressure or fear. It's just fun. When you realize that every experience is here to help serve you. And when you realize that your worthiness is within you, it's not attached to any situation or any person. Then we don't have to fear that we're going to feel not good enough if our expectation is not met. You know, some of us are so concerned with staying safe that we avoid rejection at the cost of deep relationships. And this is, this is not just in the world of romance. Like this is friendships too and family relationships. I've experienced this a lot, especially in friendships, speaking really hard truths. But when you hold things back and you're not deeply vulnerable, you hold that vibration inside you and therefore begin to attract more people who are a match for that vibration of resentment that you're harboring or guilt or anger. And we also project that vibration on the relationship and it starts to build a wall. So what I really want you to take away is that if you want to attract love, you need to decide that you are worthy of it and that can be hard as fuck, but you must decide that you're worthy of it and you must decide that your worth lies within because as long as we fear rejection at all costs, we hold ourselves where we are. And this is not just in the world of dating. This is in life, in any situation, any scenario. You have to decide that you're worthy and that can be difficult. We're breaking through so many belief systems here. And that's why I dedicate an entire week on self-worth in my academy. And another point I want to make before I wrap this up is you want to attract love. You need to become what you want to attract. Truly become what you want to attract. You want to attract authenticity, you have to be authentic. You want to attract vulnerability, you have to be vulnerable with yourself and with any relationships in your life. If you want to attract someone who sees you, you need to see yourself fully. You need to allow yourself to be fully seen by you. If you want a fulfilling sex life, you need to desire yourself. You need to have a fulfilling sex life with yourself. If you want to attract someone who gives you words of affirmation. You need to give them to yourself. By law of attraction, we can only attract whatever we are a vibrational match for and you are not a vibrational match for what you are not. So 
instead of waiting for someone else to come along and fulfill all of the things that you want, fulfill them for yourself and then you'll attract someone who is a match for that. So be your own partner, date yourself. Even if you're in a relationship, you still need to be dating yourself. You need to become your own soulmate. In fact, you are your own soulmate. You always have been, but as long as you're looking outwardly for that person, for the things that you desire, it's never going to show up because you don't have them inwardly. You know, what do you want to feel? For example, when I'm laying in bed or sitting on a couch, I'm just like, oh, I just really wish I had someone here to tell me everything's going to be okay or to give me a hug or stroke my arms. I do it for myself. I hug myself. I stroke my own arms. I tell myself it's going to be okay. You're amazing. I give myself the words of affirmation. I am my own soulmate. I am my own best partner. And therefore, I don't have attachment to outcomes anymore. Because I know that no matter what, I'm okay. I can give myself everything that I need. And I still desire that connection. And therefore, I am manifesting a partnership. And I'm going through that process. But in the meantime, you know, if you're too attached to outcomes and manifestation, it's not going to come. You're blocking it. So you need to fulfill your own needs and your own wants and your own desires by yourself first. And this is obviously not always easy. And maybe I'll make another episode on that sexual journey because especially for women, we have a lot of shame around our sexuality and we don't know how to pleasure ourselves or we don't know how to desire ourselves or we feel shameful for being sexual or desiring ourselves or pleasuring ourselves. I had so much shame, so much shame. But if you want fulfillment in that area of your life and our sexual energy is literally our life force energy, it's nothing to be ashamed of but we're taught to be ashamed of it. So it's deep in the programming. It's a deep wound, especially in the, in the feminine collective. And that can be a huge block to attracting fulfillment in relationships because we're still judging that part of ourselves that is sexual. The human part of us that desires sexual fulfillment. So that's one question to ask yourself this week. What do I actually want in a partnership? And am I being that partner for myself? Am I showing up as my own soulmate? And if you're not, that is the first shift that needs to be made. And the second shift is looking at every single person as divine guidance here to teach you lessons and reflect your own subconscious back to you. And a lot of this is deep, deep, deep work, deep, deep, deep inner work. But you can start doing this work now and at least have that realization because the first step in this shift is realizing, having that awareness. The next step is applying it to your life and doing that deep work. And if you're in a place where you're wanting to dive into that, this is a lot of what I teach and will be continuing to add into my academy. And I will continue to create content around this because I realize it's so important. And it's so much fun sharing on this topic because it's so near and dear to my heart. And I love this topic and who doesn't want love, right? So I love all of you, each and every one of you who are listening. I love you so very much. And I hope you feel that in your hearts because I truly, truly mean that I love you. I see you. You are amazing. You are so worthy of love. In fact, you're worthy of everything you have ever desired. And I hope that this week you love yourself a little bit more and you step a little bit closer to becoming your own soulmate.